you have an Internet of Things or building automation device where a traditional faceplate is just going to get in your way. How can you cable that? And more importantly, how are you going to test that? That's the subject for today's show. Don't hang up that phone. We've found what you're looking for. Welcome to the Let's Talk Cabling Podcast with Chuck Bowser, RCDD. Well, seeing how we're pulling Category 6A, the most powerful twisted pair in the world. you got to ask yourself this one question. Did I pull 295 or 300 feet? Well, do you feel lucky? Do you punk? In this podcast, you'll learn the differences between a 66 and 110 punch tool, the proper way to install a support cable, along with testing and certifying the cable. What exactly does RCDD stand for? Registered Communications Distribution Designer. Just the expert, you need to ensure your cable plant performs exactly as designed. The elite professional, knowledgeable, and experienced in leading edge ICT design principles. So join us as we talk about the ever-changing world of telecommunications. From ISP to OSP, from copper to fiber, design to installation. Now, send the new guy to the truck for a bucket of dial tone and the cable stretchers while you listen to an informative program on telecommunications. Welcome to the show where we tackle tough questions that are submitted by installers, project managers, estimators, and even IT customers. We are connecting at the human level so we can connect the world. On this show, the three pillars are educate, encourage, and enrich. And hopefully this show will make an impact in your life. If you're watching this show on YouTube, would you mind hitting the subscribe button and hitting the bell button to be notified when new content is being created? If you're listening to this show on a podcast such as iTunes or Google or one of the other podcast platforms, would you mind leaving us a five-star rating? If it's not a five-star rating, send me an email so I can figure out what I can do to make it a five-star rating. Both of these steps will help us take on the algorithm so more people can hear this message and we can impact more lives. Also, don't forget our After Hours series, live series broadcast live on Thursday nights on LinkedIn, YouTube, and also Facebook where we answer your questions, are going to be answered by your favorite RCDD. That would be me. If you missed the show, don't worry. They are recorded for later consumption and placed on the website. So if you go to letstalkcabling.com, look under live streams, you'll find them there. Make sure to submit your questions early to questions at letstalkcabling.com so that way we can answer your questions on the show. On our website, you'll also find our vlogs and our podcasts. And also, our newsletter. Sign up for the newsletter to be notified when new content is being sent out. There's also ways to support the channel, such as PayPal, Patreon, and Amazon links. So make sure that you also participate in our daily acronym challenge on LinkedIn. Post it every weekday morning. And also, feel free to send me a friend request while you're there. As I've mentioned many times on the podcast, these are exciting times in the ICT industry. It kind of makes me sad that I'm towards the end of my career. We are no longer just installing cables for telephones and computers and printers and and fax machines. Terms 
such as IoT, Internet of Things, BAS, Building Automation System, are really becoming commonplace. Wikipedia, you know, well-known resource, defines Internet of Things. Internet of Things describes a network of physical things, AK things, that are embedded with sensors, software, and other technologies for the purpose of connecting and exchanging data with other devices and other systems over the internet. We are being asked to cable even more things now, more devices such as clocks, intercoms, time clocks, security cameras, access control, elevator control, and many other devices. Just when you thought copper was going away, we have found even more uses for it. One of those is power over Ethernet, and I have a special interview lined up the end of this week to talk just about that subject. These devices, though, typically bring a new challenge to the cable installer. Sometimes you just simply cannot put a faceplate or a service mount box at that location because of the location or the space that's allowed there. So we will put a modular end connector crimped on that cable and plug that cable directly into the device. That type of cabling used to be called direct connection. It's now called MPTL, Modular Plug Terminated Link. The security installers were the early adopters of this process. So let's describe exactly what this is for those who may be listening to the show and have never actually installed the MPTL before. So you run a traditional four-pair cable. You're pulling it from the horizontal cross-connect in the telecom room. Remember, the horizontal cross-connect is the patch panel or the 110 block or the BIGS block. You can terminate on that determination block, and it's going to connect to the equipment. The cable should be terminated on that patch panel termination block, so that way you have easy cross-connection or interconnection for that device. At the device end of that cable, the modular connector will be crimped on to that cable. This type of install, while it may have a lower cost for the installation, that's not the purpose or the sole purpose of this type of cabling. There are inherent problems with crimping modular connectors. Let's talk about three of them. One, crimpers. Many of the crimpers out there that installers choose to purchase are simply going to be cheap because they don't do this type of connection that very often. It's not very prevalent, so the technician is going to opt for a lesser expensive crimper because they know that they're not going to use it very much. And as we all know, lesser cost usually equates to lesser quality. I've got one of these. I bought one 30 years ago from Radio Shack, and the thing has not crimped right since the third time that I've used it. Number two, the modular plugs themselves. They generally come in three types. Those for stranded conductor cabling, those for solid conductor cabling, and those for both solid and stranded conductor cabling. If you crimp the wrong mod end connector on the wrong type of cable, it's going to result in opens, shorts, and even damage your, your crimper. Remember I just told you about my Radio Shack crimper? That is exactly what happened to it. Now, the difference between those, those modular connectors is the actual pins, and specifically where the pins will make contact with the conductor of the actual cable. In a modular plug that's designed for solid conductor cabling, the pin will come down on each side of the conductor and make direct contact. 
the stranded conductor style modular connector, the pins actually will come down through the center of the conductor because they're stranded, so it'll pierce it, much like a vampire biting the neck of somebody. Now, since it's stranded, those pins can pierce relatively easy into that stranded conductor cable if you use the right type of mod end connector. If you use that stranded conductor modular connector on that solid conductor, the pins cannot pierce that solid conductor. It will result in bending, breaking, or even damaging the mod end connector. As a side note, I just realized that I did not explain the difference between solid and stranded conductor cabling. A solid conductor cable means that when you strip off the dielectric insulation off of the conductor, there's only one copper conductor underneath that dielectric. Typically, that, that type of cabling is the horizontal cable that we're going to pull from the horizontal cross connect to the work area outlet or the telecom outlet at the work area. A stranded conductor cable, when you strip off the dielectric, you're going to find multiple strands of smaller copper conductors that are twisted together to make one larger conductor. This type of conductor provides us with a cable that can be easily routed through desks, modular furniture, and other things really easily because it has a real easy bend radius. The drawback is they're going to have more insertion loss. For the attenuation for a 24 gauge stranded conductor cabling, is going to have nearly 20% more attenuation than its solid conductor counterpart. A 22 gauge um, stranded conductor cabling is going to have almost up to 50% more attenuation than its solid conductor part, counterpart. This is why we simply just don't use patch cords from the patch panel through the ceiling and directly to the jack. On another note, many manufacturers are coming out with field terminatable mod end connectors that don't even require the use of a crimp tool. They are very similar to terminating a jack, but they can provide a more consistent termination, and also some of them are available in category 6A. The third thing, remember I told you it was three, is you, the installer. Yeah, you heard me right. Patch cores made in the field generally have higher level of problems associated because the installer doesn't make these things eight hours a day, five days a week. They only make them on a as-needed basis. And also, on top of that, like I said earlier, the crimp tool that they're using may not necessarily be the best quality. They lack the experience. They lack the muscle memory on how to consistently crimp patch cords without errors. Patch cords made in a factory setting are always going to be a better choice because they're made with, number one, precision crimpers, and also the people who are crimping them that's their only job. That's all they do, eight hours a day, five days a week, 51 weeks out of the year. Because remember, they got one week vacation. So they're going to be better at it. So once that cable is installed from the horizontal cross connect, the mod end connector on the other side is actually just directly plugged right into the actual device. Keep in mind, this is for building automation. There is no faceplate. There is no surface mount box on the other side. Now, the real challenge comes when it comes time to actually test this cable. Now, a normal permalink test, you would take that AP8C, or RJ45 for us old legacy installers, already has the head attached to the permalink, and plug it into the MPTL on the male side. And then some technicians will break out a channel head to test the other side. That is not the right way to do that. So according to the 568.2-D standard, the correct method is the permanent link patch cord on one side 
and the patch cord adapter on the other side. The, the reason for the difference is because where the measurement of each of those two devices actually measure. With the channel adapter, the measurement actually starts at the other end of the mod end connector. So you're not really measuring the termination that you just crimped. The thing that you most likely have an issue with that cable is not even being measured. The patch cord adapter is going to measure in the very beginning of that mod end connector. So it actually measures what's going on with that connector. That's why you got to use the patch cord adapter. Also, another consideration that you have to take in place when you're doing MPTLs, that patch cord adapter has to match the performance of the cable. What do I mean by that? If you're installing CAT 6A cable for a wireless access point and you're putting a mod end on it, you're crimping it on to make it a MPTL, the patch cord adapter that you're going to be using for testing has to be CAT 6A. If you're installing a Category 5E cable for digital signage, right, and you're deploying that MPTL style that we just talked about, then you have to use a patch cord adapter, has to be a CAT 5E patch cord adapter. Also, make sure to check with your manufacturer of your tester to see if they offer patch cord adapter heads for your tester, or you're going to need to purchase a new set. Hopefully, all you're going to have to need to purchase is the patch cord heads, because testers are pretty expensive investment. And the last thing I want to talk about is the three pillars of educate, encourage, and enrich. I talked about them briefly at the very beginning of this show. I also talked about them once in a live stream recently, in case you missed that conversation. They are so important that they are actually listed on our webpage. Every show goes through that filter of educate, encourage, and enrich. Right? Hopefully, each episode, I'm able to bring something new to you to educate you. So through gaining that new knowledge, you will be encouraged to maybe do more things that you may not have considered before. Maybe, maybe apply for a new position within your company, an estimator, a project manager. Through that new position, hopefully you'll make it'll, it'll enrich your life because you'll be making more money. More money means you can spend more time with your family and make more money, have a more comfortable living. So each show goes through those three filters of educate, encourage, and enrich. Now, one last thing I want to talk about. I'm experimenting with making stickers for the show. If you would like one of these stickers, shoot me an email or direct message on LinkedIn and let me know that you would like one of these. I have a select number, a limited quantity, and I will send them out to my Patreon members first. And anybody left after that, I will. it's first come, first serve. So also while you're there, make sure you sign up on the, for the, uh, to be a guest if you want to be to have something important that you want to talk about or if you know uh, there's some content that you want us to cover. Send us, go to that webpage. To get to that webpage, you just go to bit.ly, bit.ly forward slash LTC guest. bit.ly, LTC, G-U-E-S-T. And complete that form. I am accepting applications for people to be guests on the show because the more of us, the, the more subject matter experts we have on this show, the better it's going to be. So I hope you enjoyed the show and now hopefully know what an MPTL is and the proper way to actually test that cable. So until next time, be safe. 
That's it for this episode of today's podcast. We hope you were able to learn something. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on future content. Also, leave a rating so we can help even more people learn about telecommunications. Until next time, be safe.